How's your mom like that? How's your mom like that? It's your fault now. It's on me. me. (laughs) Josh Mike. Josh Mike's this. Josh Mike's that. Not my fault anymore. I got Mike. Not my fault. Listen, I can take. A mocking voice of my mom. Who you met exactly one time. That was not a mocking voice um, of your mom. That was a mocking voice of our fans as a whole. Now, should the entirety of their <laughs> fandom only be one person, I, you know, um, that's probably because of the mic. I gotta situation. let you know. I don't think I don't think anybody in my family listens anymore. Oh, no doubt. I've seen the numbers. <laughs> and. However, I'm sure after I went on my tirade asking you why you let your dad treat you that way, <laughs> that they all stopped. <laughs> um, no. Hi, Repo Is Boys, it... by the way. Hi, Josh. This is Pete. Hi, Repo Boy. September. Um, oh, gosh. Is... How... I can't believe this is the start of my great, brilliant. This is my <laughs> great work. Hi. Um... Oh, start over, start over. Blah, blah, blah. No, I. Hi, Repo Boys. Welcome. I, uh, thanks, to High thanks, Repo Josh. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Run High it back. Republic. Run it back. Twenty twenty one. Five weeks of High Republic content starting today. Now here. Three days from now. Two days from now. When this episode comes out, with our in depth discussion of. Oh wait! Out of the ride, inferno. Into the dark. I don't. Not, <laughs> into the stars. Not into the dark either. <laughs> yeah, it's the new Game of Thrones spinoff. It's not good. Rising um, Storm. Oh, Rising Storm it, is what it's called. Okay. Yes. yes. But, but more on that later. Listen, no. Subscriber to the show. Very important distinction. Not a listener, but a loyal subscriber, Clint. Uh, had a microphone he's no longer using and he's I guess on I don't know discord or whatever with Pete's mom he's like yeah you need a mic I think really he was looking to get rid of a mic I think really his wife was looking for him to get rid of a mic so I have a mic now I spent I don't know 10 minutes sound checking this miserable little contraption today to make sure it was all ready to record and I did it in our pod app so at the end of the episode, I am going to load my mic tests, and they're going to be at the end for proof. Uh, and then Wait, here's the other thing, Clint. Okay, Josh <laughs> was so excited about this mic, and longtime subscriber, no time ever listener. Josh, I we did a face to face po'boys, and Josh paraded us with our mics because he was so excited. And there's sure. a there's a there's a collage of po' boys of us with our mics posing on a on a, on a That's bench. True. There is I forgot about that genuine <laughs> photographic evidence that I have a microphone. In addition to the audio evidence that you'll hear at the end of of this episode, but and now now I will market them. Anchor the way that we record where it's on a call. You have to have a mobile device to have the call. You can't do the recording technique we do just off of the desktop. You have to have at least one of the people has to be on the mobile app. So I, of course, thought, well, Pete has a iPad and all this nonsense. Nope, can't do it. Pete can't do it. 
So uh, blame can't him. Do it. Oh no! Don't. Uh, well, you know what? That's why I'm this sounds like this. I'm Star Wars. I'm the villain. So go ahead and blame me. Yeah, you little Marsha oh, Row. You didn't. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Row. That's you. Um, and listeners that are into High Republic, which hey, welcome back. Um, Hi, Repo Gang. We, we are one of the few podcasts that I've seen that covers the High Republic in any detail. And so, we're the only podcast doing High Repo Time for 2021. And you have oh, no idea where um, this bad boy is going. I mean, if you no, like High I Republic, don't. this is the place to park it for the month of High Repo Temper. I mean, we are we are going to bring it in a major way. With finale, that will blow your high little minds. So, you know... Yeah, no mic, which means I still get to sound like cool, you know. Everybody's like, "Oh, I want, I want Josh to look like, uh, uh, uh you know, Steve Soderbergh movie or whatever." I'm like, "Yeah." Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm, you know, the Safdie brothers. You know, I'm in the trenches. This is real audio. This is what real audio sounds like. Yeah, and, and that's why me, this sounds like this sounds. For me, I like to sound more like Chloe Zhao. Um, you know, just like more diverse directors than, you know, white as white as day Steve Soderbergh. So that's mm-hmm. kind of why I sound a lot more crisp because it's interesting that you believe Mike. you have any of the gorgeous, natural and organic flair of a Chloe Zhao movie as opposed to the like crisp, digitized, sterile, very loud voice that you actually have. More like a like a Michael. Why Bay. would you say something like like a <laughs> well, like a Michael? I'll take Bay. Michael Bay. I'll take Michael Bay. I'll take Grace. It. <laughs> Grace. That's on me. That's on me. And I'm more like um, a racer head. Um, Just the audio I, from a racer head. I actually I've never seen any Chloe Zhao's work. Um, she's she is directing the Shang Chi, which it's Shang Chi, nope. right? <laughs> Swing and a miss, Pete. That she's not directing it, or that I butchered <laughs> that name. Uh, she's not directing that. Really? Who's the director? Why do you think of she that? was directing that? I wonder. She is a hundred percent directing that movie. Interesting. Oh, a turtles. Sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> huh. Who's direct? Who's directing Shang Chi? Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, well, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, Daniel Credit. Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy's fine. Oh uh, what? I don't. Is... I haven't seen any of these movies. Yeah, I'm, obviously. I, just, I assume they're fine. Ay ay ay. Ay ay ay. So, uh, if you're still with us, this is the first installment. Of High Repo Timber 2021. Um, as regular listeners might know, I'm not like a huge book guy, like Star Wars books. Um, I have new and exciting theories on that. I took pretty good notes on this book, actually. I've got a lot to talk about, so I think that'll be good. But yeah, uh, Bad Batch is over. There's, you know, I think the next thing that's coming, well, you know, Visions will come out. This is going to bump up against Visions, but we've got a really exciting uh, way of incorporating that. There's a sponsorship deal and a special guest will be in the finale. 
Um, so we will still well, cover visions. their glasses. We're getting some <laughs> glasses with visions. Boy, are we. <laughs> um, and I'm very excited for that. Uh, and we are going to still cover that. It, it'll just be like a week or so after that comes out. Uh, and so over the course of this month, uh, I don't want to get into the big details of our huge finale just yet. But this week we are covering um, the Into the Twister the grown-up book number two next week pete red out of the frying pan the young adult into the dark into the storm rising storm and he is going to talk about that and i am going to listen unless maybe he sells me on it um during this end of this episode the week after that shadows yep the week after that, I'm going to talk about the first trade paperback collection of Kevin Scott's Marvel High Republic book, which I have on my shelf now, and I'm going to read that. The week after that, there are also IDW publishes comics for High Republic. I have the first issue of one. I'm going to grab the first issue of the other, and there, you know, the trades for those aren't out yet, but we'll do a little sampling. Touch on that, and then big giant blowout for the end of the month, super celebratory um all our new fans that are coming because they heard i had a microphone and then they're staying because we're talking about high republic are gonna love it uh mythos redefining it's it's gonna be considering there's no star celebration this year is going to be the star wars event of 2021 uh no less so uh that's what we got on the docket for this month but i don't know pete you got any other star wars stuff outside of high republic before we dive in well so listeners um you might be like oh my gosh why aren't we covering visions in any larger detail and the answer is it's not the month it's not for out that. yet <laughs> it's it's not out yet okay <laughs> um are we gonna do a breakdown of the trailer no and the reason for that is we're always wrong and when we do dedicate an entire episode to something, we did this with Resistance. Um, it just doesn't work out for us. So we're gonna we'll we'll do visions. We'll have a a kind of conversation about where the company Po Boys LLC is directing it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to this. This is a book. So this is um, a higher the second High Republic novel in the series so i mean there's yep. been a bunch of stuff but this is like the main storyline um yeah i would argue i i mean granted i'm not reading every piece of star wars high republic content it does sort of seem like maybe the adult novels are sort of like the avengers movies of it or like mm-hmm. you know like the big main events and then though i don't know because i haven't read any of the other phase two stuff so to speak yeah, I mean, you you have actually consumed a lot more of the content, I feel like, than I have because of the comics. Because there's um, a whole, like, all, all of the... And listeners, if you have not consumed any High Republic content, um, I'm just going to be speaking gobbledygook to you for the <laughs> next however many minutes. Oh, but, we should say, uh, this is going to be like, Total spoilers for Rising Storm. The last book, Light of the Jedi, was in three concise parts. Like, there were three sections. It was easy to divide up. So we did three episodes on that book. This book was just kind of in one part. And we read it so far apart from each other that we're just... We're doing the whole book. So 
anything, you know, Rising Storm, that whole book, and anything before it, namely the last novel by Charles Soule, and then the one by Claudia Gray that we read, Into the Shadows, Out of the Dark, Up in the Bush, Down in the Tree. Um, those are all, we're going to be talking that. So if you're looking to avoid those spoilers, I, you know, keep listening, but I don't know, take your headphones out. We need the, we need the stats. I mean, we're, we're, we really, big we're, we're big fans and Josh, you're a huge. The title of a TV show being, you know, what the episode is about. And I feel like us butchering the names of these just kind of speaks to how bad they are at naming these things. Um, I, like, yeah, I mean, I hesitate to say bad, but like, and it, we do make a bit of it, but it's only so much of it. I genuinely am not sure what the young adult one that we read was. I want to say it's out of the shadows, but then I also, so, want... no, 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 no. The one, the one that I, the, the second book is out of the shadow. Um, well, and I have no idea what the heck I read. You read into the dark. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Into the Dark is the one that we read together out of the shadow. Like, it's just, I'm and then it's like, it's just scream. a bunch of, <laughs> and then this is just a bunch of like, like very similar things to Storm. I mean, this one's the rising right. storm. And then the next, they've already announced the next adult book, and it's going to be Fallen Star. So it's. I, and I don't I don't think, you know, Star Wars doesn't need flashy names, but I I do wish maybe I don't know, a little a little something more. A little something more. Give me a little something more so I can remember it. I mean, when Light of the Jedi is your most exciting book name, come on, guys. It also you know what? Let's not I'm, we're not gonna get too much into it. <laughs> Let's talk about the title for like, another half hour. Well, there is this um and this is Oscar um, Isaac, who's a friend of ours, um, mm-hmm. played Poe Dameron. He has a list you know Moon Knight. Things. Moon Knight. Um, you know the guy from Dune. Dune's dad. Um, yeah, Dune's dad. <laughs> Dune Senior. Yeah, the Dune. Um, he hasn't listened in a while, and that's because well, he's been shooting he's... a lot of stuff. No, it's. And you're being too kind to Oscar Isaac. Oh um, Oski, as as we call him, is a person that only is invested in projects. And since he's not going to be on Star Wars in the foreseeable future, he he struggles to like keep interested. So he's not going to listen to this. Um, that being the case, what was I saying? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I just wanted to switch rants. Oh God. Um, what was what was I, I trying to know. say? We were talking about titles, and then you started babbling word salad. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll it'll come back to me. But you're right. right. I need a mic. That's the problem. I need a mic. Get out of here. Kick rocks. Eat dirt. Um. Um. Again, that's to my mom. So, <laughs> mom, don't do that. It's just to the fandom. It's just to the fans. Oh, to the fans. To the, it's just which to is the fans only my mom. So stop. Stop insulting. Telling my mom to fans kick rocks. Eat large. Um. Uh, let's 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 why don't we go on ahead get into this book? What do you say? Yeah, I I so the rising I, th- storm. Th- 
The Rising Storm um, by Kevin Scott, who mm-hmm. is part of the story group. Um, they've had some. They've written. He's not in part of the story the, group. He's part of Project Luminous. Come on. Yeah, Project Luminous. The set, the original project is the one that we were a part of. But right. anyway, so he's part of Project group. Luminous B. And, um, I mean. I haven't. I had not read anything previously that this this guy has put out. Yeah, I mean, um, we did an entire episode on something he wrote that you read, but. Oh really? What was it? That Count Dooku book. I didn't. You know, I mean, that was more like a. That was a. I listened to it. I didn't read it, but. Well, I think Daredevil reads. You gonna tell me Daredevil can't read? Mm, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I know he does. I don't want to. I get it. Um, I don't want to wreck your world. Um, okay, so this is great content from all of us. Um, let me. You want me to read... Go read the back of that book? Oh, that is all right. That was the Oscar Isaac comment. Okay. Oh, uh, here, so we did this episode. It was episode. <sighs> I want to say like thirty-three. Okay. And Josh, you remember this? It was a big one. We reviewed. Um, what was it? A, um, a book of his. Right, was, it was the, the book. Poe was in it. Little Poe, young Poe. Yeah, it was a it was a book about young Poe, like growing up on Yavin Four or something. It was like a young adult yeah. novel. Neither of us read it. <laughs> what are you talking about? We definitely read that book. We neither, talked about neither, it at no. length. Yeah, yeah. So neither of us read it. Oscar doesn't listen to this podcast anymore. Neither of us read it. We only kept the title of the, the, this is the description on the back. <laughs> and I, multiple people listened to that episode and thought that we had actually read it. Classic. We went for like, We're very smart. We went, we went for like 40 minutes just like riffing off of this book. Um, and we didn't read a single thing. I'm getting vibes of that to this episode, and I know I've read the book, and I'm pretty sure that you've read the book as well. I've read um, the book. I will say you read the book a little while ago. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, fortunately, we're discussing the whole book in one episode. I have zero confidence you would be able to segment the book into sections and talk about it with as long as it's been since you read it. And I just, I read uh i would say half of the book i read yesterday so it's pretty fresh for me okay and the the back half of the book is more entertaining but it really it really drags at certain points too well let's get into that because that's i think a pretty big talking point i have which is to say that the pacing of this book in a lot of ways is the opposite of Charles Soule's book, the last adult book, Light of the Jedi, where Light of the Jedi introduces us to like dozens and dozens and dozens of Jedi out of nowhere while this big thing is happening. But we don't really know who they are. We're getting to know them. Uh, And that section, I think we both agreed, or I'm not going to throw you under the bus, but it it dragged for me. It got very old Um, being in the same place and just looking at different angles of something. I mean, because it felt like a cold open that was like a majority of the length of the movie. Uh, And then this book, I think, takes its time to, you know, for lack of a better word, just kind of walk around and chit chat. I mean, there's some action here and there, but it's a lot of 
these are all these people these are them talking to each other and then the whole like back half is more or less one prolonged sequence where you're popping around to different perspectives and i found it a lot more compelling that way granted i have a book and a half with these characters that i didn't when i first met them you know maybe if i went back and read the beginning of light of the jedi now knowing who those characters are it would mean more than me more to me but i don't know what do you think of uh what do you think of this pacing wise um for me it's it's really hit or miss in terms of characters i really related to and then there's mm-hmm. characters that their storylines well, yeah, didn't really a, interest you're a me you're man um you're a big jom head <laughs> a big jom head nothing actually... against jom that's just that name is <laughs> something jom um so josh you sent me a message earlier this week which was oh, yes. um, here, here let me let me bring it up please do um Quote, Stellan was worried. His friend Elzar had always been a man of deep feelings. End quote. And you said, is this how you think of me? (laughs) (laughs) Which brought me to the point of, you think I think you're Elzar and I'm Stellan? Which I'll I'll, I'll stick with that. I think that you have a very thin membrane you use to hold back like a lot. And it does a pretty good job of holding that back as long as like no one brings up your dad. Whereas oh. I have like no membrane and I bring up like a lot of little stuff, like more more constant, like low, low drone from me. You know, I'm like a snow flurry, you know, and then you, you're like, it's like looking up at a mountain and there is an avalanche coming, but somebody put like a clear dam of like cellophane wrap between you and the avalanche. And it's like, oh, anytime. So I feel like you're always like, everyone else is so emotional. Why can't they be more like me? I'm not emotional at <laughs> all. I have a great head on my shoulders and nothing is wrong and I'm doing great. I have no notes on that. I agree with every comment that you just made. For <laughs> I am. I guess all I heard through all of that is I get to be Stellan. So, yes. And you, yes so I you am. prefer Stellan to Elzar. I, I mean, I guess n- of, neither of them is my favorite of the cast. No. I liked them both fine, genuinely. Um, I mean, they're drawing out Elzar the most. Um, this is yeah. Of that well, I guess trio. we have because mm-hmm. Elzar is in the last, the previous book. Him and Avar are like on a team up thing, right? But it's all yeah, boring. Yeah, things. It's all it's all well. It's it's like going into Boo, of... talking to a nerd about his droids, and then they then they talk about how you know, like to do this computing power that you know in Episode Four oh, any man. ship can do. They're rough. like. We need a million droids. And they're like, yeah, yeah. we need a million. We can get you a million. And then <laughs> they talk about all the logistics of that. What a miracle. Great works. Oh, my God. That was so bad. Uh, it was different. <laughs> um, but. And then Stellan I mean, is like just mentioned interesting. in the first book, right? Like, we no, don't really... no, no, no. Not mentioned at all. And then Stellan mentioned. Sorry, he, he is mentioned. But he's not Stellan's... a character, really um padawan is feature she has her own like two books and she's actually in um out of the shadows so she's uh, we'll talk about her next week 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let me let's just get going through my little notes here. I will say, let's just get this this quick one out of the way. Did you uh, did you pick up on a Clone Wars cameo in this book? I did not. Really, you did not pick up on the on the cameo from Terra Sanube. Terra Sanube. So early um, in this book, you're gonna just Wikipedia it and pretend like you know what I'm talking no, about. So here, 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 here. Hands off, hands off. Terra Sanube <laughs> is the detective Jedi that helps Ahsoka with um, losing hands her lightsaber. Off, hands yes. Off. Uh huh. He 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 doesn't actually show up, but he's in he's on the radio talking to whoever at some point. They mention him. Um. So yay, not exciting. And he's old in Clone Wars, but he wasn't always old, so that's exciting. Um. I think I think what I'll start off with. Well, we talked about the fair attack kind of versus Hetzel disaster. Um, I I continue to kind of grapple with my opinion of Star Wars books because it is I am usually someone who um, cannot get enough of whatever they are passionate about, much to my own detriment. But there is something about Star Wars books that don't quite click with me. And it's nothing about the quality of the books or whatever. It's just, you know, it's it's harder for me to get excited about them. That said, I, I mean, I read the whole back half of that book in a freaking day. I mean, I barreled through it, um, and I did. I did end up really enjoying it. And I think I am kind of slowly coming around. But I think here is my new hot on books, which is to me, I think <laughs> Star Wars is so hugely visual. And there's so much about Star Wars that is seen, but not said. Like, nobody talks about the stadium seating and the arena and Geonosis, right? You just look at Geonosis and you're like, oh, right. It's like a stadium, you know, or it's an arena or whatever. But it's just, that's also visual. No one's laying out like... Oh yeah, it's an arena, and there's like a little Geonosian guy who goes around serving like grubs or whatever. For lack of a better example, that's just the first example that comes to mind. But I do think like in the books, there's this like because it's I mean it's all in your head, so they have to like spell stuff out, and they get like way more specific. And it, I I think that I have like one of my favorite quotes about Star Wars was an NPR's review of Last Jedi, and they said specificity is the enemy of myth. I think they liked Last Jedi. I don't even remember. But Star Wars. Because sometimes stuff tends to get like a little too specific and then it doesn't feel like big mythological mythological and Star Wars-y to me. And that's not to say it's not. That's just my the way I take in Star Wars, I think, does tend to be like visual and like visually communicating ideas rather than all this is to say. I came up with a list of some stuff in this book and that's like when I encounter this it takes me out of Star Wars again this is just my own idiosyncrasies here but I'm trying to you know figure out what's going on here so Pete I'm gonna get your take on these things some things that to me are just like oh that's I was like a little too specific for for Star Wars for me um I would say skiing cameras uh journalism refreshment stalls mm-hmm. get a little specific here um not necessarily zoos 
But zookeepers? Can I add one thing? Please. Seating on turbo lifts. They went into that (laughs) of who's sitting with who and why they're sitting with who. And, I mean, it's just transportation, everybody. Okay? A little little bit too uh, specific on the details. Yeah, and I mean, I and I, okay, this is I, you know, this is all in good fun. I think there are, you know, there are certain fans who just love spending time in the world and want all of this information, and I just want like a little less information. Some other, some other things, um, educational booths, pavilions, so not sports, but calling something sports. No, 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 no thank you, no, thank you. It's too specific. Um, fashion emporiums. I just think emporiums in general, though maybe that's because of the fate of well, you, you just don't emporium. have a passion for fashion like some people do. I guess. Um, lunch. Star Wars lunch. Like my go-to is just like it's like Han Solo gonna turn to you back and be like, let's go lunch. I don't know. Raps was a big one. I was like, raps? Wasn't it Canera? Raps? I don't know. Um, drama. I don't know. Speakers? I love drama. Well, you're a very messy boy. Uh, And lyrics? I don't know. Lyrics seems kind of specific for Star Wars. Insurance? Big one. I don't want to think about insurance in Star Wars. Um, And of course, when I was writing this list, I was thinking, oh yeah, Pete will comment along the way and it won't be so, so, so boring. But that's fine. I've got one more. Uh, Meteorologists. So... The, the funny thing, and the reason I'm, I'm not commenting other than being a bad listener, is I thought that we were on the same wavelength of specificity and that you couldn't No, I don't think it. we are based on what you were saying. <laughs> because for me, I just wanted details <laughs> at oh certain points. Mm-hmm. Um because there are certain like it's it's a, a big big landscape it's a big big scene so at one point you know it's the jedi on the ground there's the jedi on the ships there's the jedi in the sinking submarine research yeah. vessel kind of thing i thought and that was just an interesting to, set piece and it's just hard to visualize where all of those things are together mm. um i don't think they did a great job of explaining the vastness of the city and how quickly you can get through certain parts. Because when you're talking about the landscape of like, you know, that lunch, um, the thing that vividly comes to my mind is when they go in, not uh, detail, but pretty unfortunate detail of a family that's like having a great time. They're getting food. There's like multiple kids. They're having a great aftermath and like all of them are dead except for like (laughs) like one or two of them like the mom and one of the three children it's like what is happening why why are you explaining half of this family from earlier on um so i have it i my take's completely different of like i wish they kind of explained the scope a little i think it's more due to my lack of imagination than anything else well, and I think that, you know, the disparity in what we're saying here is is telling to just how, like, potentially thankless writing a Star Wars book can be. Because, I mean, obviously, like, one, one of the things that's, I think, so exciting about Star Wars movie is, you know, everything that you see in that movie is, is 
made for that different universe. You know, that's not necessarily something you get in a Marvel movie um, where there's just so many design elements, like every chair and table. And to, to translate that into a book, into prose, where you're, you know, presenting it straight directly into a person's mind, you know, everybody's going to read it a different way and everybody's going to look for different sorts of information to, to orient themselves. Like I do not care how big the city is. <laughs> I don't need to know like where everyone is in relation to each other in space and stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting, but that was just, well, it's also, it's also really tough too, especially in star Wars of how much writing explanation do you do for all these different species and how much are you going to be like, they're just going to look it up. Because like I, so for example, they, um, I, what is it? Bell and Bell Zetafar and mm-hmm. Bell's like new master kind of. Indira Stokes. Yeah. Indira. They're on the research vessel. And the innovator. The innovator. And they're on, they're in the shipyards to start. Oh, where, with those bugs? Yeah, with the fly people. Did you look it's them up? Like, I did look them up. Is there a picture? Um, it's literally the mosquito, not from episode eight, but kind of the like bug from the cantina in episode four. Okay. Um, like the yeah, so like not the like skinny mosquito, but like it has the bug eyes and like the mm-hmm. spacesuit, I think. Um, which was the cantina in episode four, I believe I'm correct on that. So they, they go into great detail about that species, but like I would never have equated the two of those things together based on that writing. And that's not a knock on cat. I mean, it's certainly, it's a knock on Kevin Scott, but it's not like oh one that I fault them too heavily on because it's just like, how do you explain a Bith? How do you explain? Right. Um, and like, I, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think they have a style book. I think internally they have a style book that outlines exactly how they do that because it's usually and i don't have the algorithm yet but it's usually like they they will say the there's like a there's like a sandwich of like description and then the name of the thing and then some sort of signifying characteristic will show up in the next paragraph you know like oh the bith blah 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 with their weirdo head (laughs) as if it's like this is you know or like this character horns you know i think they definitely have like a like a way to get you close to the target i would i mean towards the end i found myself looking them up more which is telling but i would say that list i i presented of the stuff that is like just more information than i want to know about star wars like i don't you know obviously those things will exist in a galaxy far far away i just don't want to know about them i guess because it makes it feel too much like a galaxy in my backyard. I don't know. Um, that you'll, you'll note that that list ends pretty, pretty promptly because I did not make a single entry on that list after like the midway point in the book when the, mm-hmm. uh, when the Nile show up and start wrecking stuff because I was very engaged with the book, which, in, which is not to say that I, I wasn't in the, in the earlier parts of the book, but I mean, this book really has a momentum to it. I mean, I, barreled through the back end of that thing like nobody's business i mean i i really i really don't think that that happened with the last book 
maybe at the like very very end but because i guess the last book the big climax was essentially mm-hmm. like that was sort of the biggest climactic set piece and i found that fine but it didn't it didn't like rip me ahead in pages it wasn't like forcing me on i mean i i couldn't put this freaking book down well Um, and here's here's the thing too and i want to talk about marching row because the last time we did a high republic marsha 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 the last time we did an episode we made fun of martian row a lot mm -hmm. and we're like this is not a great villain and i have made a comment to you josh a few times of they really enjoy and they did this on bad batch a little bit of like making characters irredeemable mm-hmm. and like at some point i mean they're doing this they do this in you know the bigger stuff i would be i'm i'm gonna be very surprised to see how they make this guy relatable and you know want to root for him but, yeah i don't oh like gosh him. brutal brutal yeah. and it is, it is in like not like a oh i don't like the like, it's different than, like, a, oh, I think that guy's lame or whatever. It's, like, I don't... He did, like, bad things to people I like, and I didn't like reading about it. Like, he... That character upsets me. I don't... Like, like I want... I don't... I don't like him. Uh, mm-hmm. And he also and, is, like, the, barely around. But. And the thing is, I think this is the book with all the Loden Grace, Great Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, who's... Uh, Bell's captured master from the yeah. first book. This is the book that has all the torture in it, I believe. Right? Yeah, I mean, it is not that much, but it is incredibly potent. Because he's, I mean, it's, they, a, it's they like cut off one, one of his chapter. Lakus, and it's just right. like that. That part was really is like, I I didn't like any of that, and then no. the 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 Jedi cage that they created where they caused suffering to everybody around them. Yeah, um, it, was, it was really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I was really really mad, and I re- like Loden is one of the like na- seven ten named marquee characters that we saw shown to physically shown to us, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not a a Twi'lek fan. Um, is he a Twi'lek? Yeah, I, I want to say yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, but like I enjoyed the character a ton in the first yeah. book. And same. Um, they are making Martian Row a lot more intimidating. Um, and certainly like worthy of like being the big bad. But I, at no, po- I, I, I'm really curious when they're going to start trying to humanize him of like. You know what happened to his race that was wiped out by the Jedi? Blah blah blah. I have mm-hmm. I have no care. I want I want him destroyed. <laughs> I want like, him to move. like if I saw somebody dressed like him at um, so I would Which not get will. a picture taken. Like even if it was like oh, a very no. good costume, because I just like I don't like you. <laughs> Which is so strange, also because it's like Darth Vader, Kylo Ren. These are characters who have committed atrocities. Um, but I guess there's a, you know, and Darth Vader oversees the torture of Han Solo, but I don't know. Mutilation is, mutilation is a lot. Though again, we've seen people cut people's hands off, but I don't, yeah, that was, that was a lot. That was a lot. I did not care for that. And I also, 
that charismatic character, even among the Nile. Like, I don't really, you know, I think, I think that the Nile is just an organization of like goons ready to throw their bodies down in the name of violence. It, you know, that's, that's the kind of lot he can attract. He ain't got that real charisma, you know, this guy is not Michael. You know, this guy is not John Hamm. He's some, he's some jabroni. Um, what do you, so, cause I don't, I don't really care for any of the villains in this. I like, Lorna I don't think you, I don't think you're supposed to. I like Lorna D in that she is like unaffiliated or like, I, you know, she feels like she's, she's got her own thing going on. Um, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. Pan, what's its name? Well, I, I doesn't Lorna D get like her day wrecked by like a oh, yeah. uh, a literal blob Jedi who's a librarian? Yeah, That'll... she gets thrown through her roof <laughs> by uh, yeah by um, Orla Orba yeah. Lynn. That was a, Lynn. that was a tight Jedi. You know, I liked that. I enjoyed yeah, that, that was... Jedi. <laughs> um, and it was like that Jedi was also like in the background just like annoying and it's just like hmm. oh uh what is it orla or orba orla um yeah orla yeah orba like, orba lynn orba orba lynn you know they all the other jedi are like oh won't stop talking about artifacts <laughs> look yeah. at look at <laughs> jedi master artifacts over here and, and then he, he shows like, up to prom and he takes off his glasses and everyone's like oh my gosh artifact and just like mops the floor, I I enjoyed that immensely. Um, yeah, uh, definitely a big fan. I I feel like well, this. One of... mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, I keeping on villains for a moment because I got. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we kind of touched on all of them, but there is they they mentioned the Drengear a lot. They don't actually. There's certain things in this book that happen that make it feel like a comic book. That's like a big comic book event that's like, oh, for more information on this and a little asterisk and a little box in the corner being like, oh, you also have to read this comic book to understand this comic book. Because they, they out of nowhere and with like no pomp or circumstance are like, oh yeah, and then now we're planting like drink your seeds or whatever. No big deal. Move along, move along. And that very much felt like uh, there's a book that that happens in as well. Com- or I think comic, well, it's that's the comic book. Because I was going to make a yeah. comment about that of... Um, there's like a comic book. So Avar Chris apparently is in a bunch of comic books because yeah, she she's like in the Marvel books. She joins with the Hutt to Captain fight the, the plant people or something. Yeah, they make a lot of mentions um, of that being very controversial in this book. Well, and I mean, it is certainly a controversial thing. Of you know, is the enemy of your enemy your friend for now? Right. Right. Um. Which is an interesting com. I, I think it's an interesting conversation piece. It also it. I think this book is explaining that the huts live in a swamp, or it's supposed to, which I already believed beforehand. But yeah, well, we see them in Clone Wars, yeah. that mm-hmm. little planet where Jawa's mom lives, or whatever. Um. Yeah. For sure. So he, here's up. here's. Oh, go ahead. Um. Well, I wanted to talk about. Um, LGBTQ um, awareness that was mm-hmm. thrown into this book. And I think the books, so 
Lena So's only son like has a crush and then um his you know crush basically gets him stuck on a, a sinking ship that where they almost die. Mm-hmm. Um although I guess I would rather be there than the battlefield that his mom was on. Um so it's not like a, a one for one. But anyway, you know it's it's a storyline you know there's two storylines of couples one is really our our first time since anakin seeing you know a jedi kind of break his vows and stuff and then this um in homosexual couple um not really a couple but like having a um not hetero storyline which i'm just like literally vomiting words right now but I just wanted to casual. have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's casual and it's young people, which is you know. I mean, I think there are people out there that would tell you like, oh, or not the children, or I don't know. There, I th- I think it's I think it's a it's a well, it is a sign direction that you know non hetero romance um, can be displayed in in young people and that it's not you know there are gay kids it's not just like you're not just gay after you turn 18 you know and so it's it's good to to show that you know youthful romance can also have have all kinds of flavor or or whatever so to speak yeah we're bad at this um I will you're say, you've been doing a much better job than I have. <laughs> um, I felt non non hetero because... content good. Um, <laughs> wake me up when it's actually a movie. Here's I'm for it. Non hetero content good. Um, Kip and John's storyline I did find boring. Oh, it was like awful. escaping a escape. Conceptually, it's a spaceship sinking in the ocean or a lake or whatever, which I thought was very cool. I guess a cool idea because they're both ships get it. And it's a sinking ship. Um, But I just, I found it in practice to kind of feel very tedious. Like there was a lot of like step by step where they went and how they, you know, I felt like that section could have been shorter or, or a little more brisk. Um, But you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the representation I thought was done in such a way where it wasn't like flaunting it. It felt very organic. Um, and, you know, I, I was, I was really happy to see like Kip reunited with his mom at the end. I thought it was mm-hmm. a very sweet scene since there were other reunions that were cut brutally short. Well, let's now, speak you... about that reunion then, um, okay. which is going to the end. Cause what an end. Logan. Which I I really enjoyed their dynamic. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed Bell Zetafar Zedif- Zetafor, yeah, um, I think so far. and and his um his Jedi Hellhound dog. Um, I find that concept nobody no no leashes. You got this Jedi. You got the free galaxy. No leashes. Put your freaking pet on a leash, okay? 
What kind of put your freaking pet? All of on them a leash. are murdering oh, animals too. You have a permit? You have a permit that you can flaunt local law? Oh, your your pet special doesn't need a leash. I gotta walk around with my dog on a leash. You, you can just do whatever you want. Oh, okay, great. What kind of example? What kind of example? Bill is an irresponsible dog owner though, because you. I mean, granted, this is just a guess because I don't watch the Daytona 500, but I don't think any of those racers bring their dogs as their co-pilots. But no, he's like bringing his dog into multiple battles <laughs> i mean the dog is kind of following him though i mean i guess you know a dog would probably follow you in oh that's car if it liked you enough that um so let's go so to let's be go fair to this the, is less a dog and more a pokemon so let's go to bell for a little bit i and think let's keep in mind we was, have 12 minutes <laughs> i think he was probably one of my favorite characters from this book because yeah absolutely if this was a movie I feel, or mm-hmm. if this was like a trilogy of films, like the prequel, prequel trilogy. I feel like he's the guy. Yeah, because he, I mean, he loses his Padawan in the last, his master in the last book, mm-hmm. and he's still trying to deal with, you know, the heartache of that, with also thinking that his master's not dead, having that connection, which has this huge, huge payoff on top of him, you know, coming into his own, going through his own journey, and then one of the best like space battles that they describe because he like literally like what gets impaled in the stomach yep. at one point, which is just horrifying. Yeah. Um, but the, the dude goes through a lot and then he's able to rescue his master just for, well, what is the, th- what they, what is the thing that destroys him? I got no it's idea. Like a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have no it's idea. It's a creature, either. I guess. But one that only takes out one Jedi, it's it's very weird. Yeah, I don't know. It was because that's a, this is the thing with the book is like I appreciated the kind of Empire cliff ending cliffhanger sort of thing. Had it been, a, I, I would have liked a description of what the thing was. I don't know. I guess I just feel like the powerful image they end on is like load in infinity warring away into dust. Which is certainly a powerful image, but I think it would have, for me, been a little more like visceral to like get a description of what this mean necessarily what it is. But I don't give me some sort of horrifying idea to have floating around in my head. I don't know. Um, very abrupt, very abrupt ending. And then I was, of course, bummed that load and go bye bye. Um, but it was a very nice reunion with with him and Bell. Now. Uh, speaking of Loden, who is a Tylek, which is your favorite, um, I gotta tell you, buddy, the Tagruda in this book loved it. I was freaking loving it. Very cool. And their whole regatta that's a name of a boating race. I don't, what do you call it? I don't know. Their whole, their whole deal. Mm-hmm. Their whole deal was cool. And it got me thinking, like, if in Star Wars Legends, in like some older book that's no longer canon, there was a book in which the Twilight were represented in a similar way, then I'm like, oh, okay, I get why you guys are so crazy for Twilight. Because I, I don't know, I thought the group were super cool. I liked their Supreme Huntress, what a name, and her little lead bodyguard. Um, and I just think the Tegruda also look really cool, but haven't necessarily gotten their due in the movies to really, I mean, oh. you have a Sokotano, obviously, but, but um, even to that extent of those, though, like, warriors. 
Hmm? But so even to that extent, though, Josh, I was looking at it transposed over the Togruta from Clone Wars because there, there's a Togruta population right. which gets into that that um that arc with Anakin and Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. I really. And granted, I I don't think we're led to believe that's the main Tagruta population from that Clone Wars episode, but that's really it. Shock T, who's like cool as a cucumber, Ahsoka, who is our boy, and then that episode. So I think I would agree with that. They did a really good job with the Tagruta. Yeah. Being like on the periphery of the Republic and not, not quite ready to join yet. And then it is sort of just like a cool tie-in to the star wars we know because it's like oh something is going to happen here because if it didn't ahsoka and anakin would have never met and stuff so i enjoyed that uh quite a bit and i really liked those characters um let's see here yeah moranis and the supreme huntress um no leashes already talked about that and i oh there's a part where they say the clip went galactic, I had to make a note of that. I don't know. Well, we have we galactic. haven't talked about um, that Jedi that's like Adigalia that's like used oh, to be a yeah, Ty Yorick. Yeah, obviously we have to talk about her. I was, I had that in the back of my head. Yeah, Ty Yorick. What did you think of Ty, the Monster I, Hunter? I, I thought <laughs> Ty the Monster Hunter was great. Mm-hmm. I loved um, the storyline of why ty was on the planet and um like that they were showing that zoo where there's all those um you know carnivorous animals yeah they describe them as dragons and then you look them up and it's like oh no it's like literally is just a dragon you're like oh it's like some sort of star wars take on no it's just a dragon picture a dragon you got it and they get into that like there's that technology to like take out a lightsaber, which seems mm. weird. That's never been referenced again before. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, you know, how much of this high Republic stuff is going to make a nod at other parts of, you know, the star Wars content that they're making. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then that, yeah. Cause that was sort of a dwindling or, or dangling thread i mean i get well i guess that character who had like her daughter who actually invented that technology was lying about the codes being taken or i don't know but that technology is still out there i guess because i think that that curl is still out there uh who invented it um i don't have any other particular notes on this book but i mean seriously i, I freaking bum rush through it oh here's my last thing i want to talk about is I feel like every kind of facet of Star Wars, like, you, you know, your prequel trilogy, your sequel trilogy, Rebels, Clone Wars, there's, like, a face-off, like an iconic face-off, usually a blue lightsaber and a red lightsaber, that can kind of summarize the uh, that whole era so to speak. And obviously I don't know that it will be a red lightsaber in this, but I'm wondering, are we, is the big climactic thing that we're heading for with these books, Avar Chris versus Marshall and Roe? Hmm. Or is it another coupling of, of combatants or I don't know. 
Um, I mean, it would be really. Anymore. I was gonna say Elzar. You think? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Bell makes the most sense as of right now, due to Bell literally being the only one that has a connection um, to you know Marshawn Rowe torturing Loden, but he doesn't know right. that they actually they don't even know he exists. They well, think that right. Lorna right. is the head of the the Nile, and but Loden does. Well, I think he he says, "Oh, but I thought," or something like that. Like he doesn't he doesn't say like, "No, it's this Martian Rogue guy," but he does express doubt that Lorna D is in charge. So I'm wondering if I mean, based on Bell's sort of personality, I feel like he's the kind of guy who's going to be replaying that day over and over and over and over and over again, and hearing everything Loden said to him within that brief period of time over and over again. And that that might cast some suspicion towards, you know, who's really in charge or whatever. I don't know. How many freaking books is this going to be? Um, I don't know. But I also, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 not that I'm complaining. I, <laughs> it's just hard I, to guess. I have really pacing. enjoyed all the Padawans that they've included. Like, Bell has been really great. Bell's tight. Um, the nerd one from, um, oh, yeah, he was done. Out of the shack. Mm-hmm. Um, Reef Silas. Oh, Reef. Reef Silas. Yeah, he's great. Beg me leave him. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we're talking yeah, about him next real. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed, it, I've enjoyed those characters a lot, and mm-hmm. it, it is going to be definitely interesting to see who gets to meet Martian, Martian Row next. Martian, Martian, uh, Marsha. Should I read? Do I need to read this next freaking book? No, you don't have to read it. I mean, it's, oh wow, it okay. I mean, I I enjoyed it, but like, not. I wasn't pushing you to read it like I was this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just need. It. Yeah. I'm mean, okay. Yeah. But this okay. is also like out of the shadows. We're covering next week is if you have mother daughter issues, which I can't relate. You have a lot um, of mother daughter issues. Anyway. Oh yeah. Um. What a great way to end. Um, <laughs> and I hi, say, Reba boys. Me asking if I have to read it is not, again, it's just my relationship with Star Wars books. There's nothing about what I think the quality of the book is. I just, I got a Willie Guthrie biography I'm trying to read. You know, leave me alone. Um, yes. So thank you for joining us for first installment of Hi, Reba, September 2021. This is the best episode. It was a great episode. Tell all your friends. Please listen. Send us emails. Postpodcast.gmail.com. Bye-bye. Tell Pete to figure it out so the mic. Oh, and then here is me testing out my mic for your enjoyment. Check. One, two, three. I have a new microphone. Thank you, Clint. Shout out to all of the haters and goons who had such a problem with my regular old telephone that I previously recorded from. That was so easy. I could walk around very loudly and do the dish disposal while I record the podcast. And now I have to be in one place with the microphone. I hope it's everything you dreamed of and our podcast had better explode with listeners. And if it does not, then it's all your fault. And this podcast is a sinking ship and you are the killer what brought it down. And I hope that you take that to heart 
and you love this new, very unpunk quality audio. Oh, and what do you know? I have a new microphone, and I'm using the microphone. Everybody says, get a microphone, Josh. Get a microphone. Better get a microphone. And then I have it, and I do a test recording. There's a little clicking in it. Probably from my computer. What next? I get a new computer? You get a whole new computer? Get a new house, put my new computer in? Get a new internet? And I'm not going to make my dog be quiet for this podcast either. This is egregious. New microphone. I hope you're, is this good? I hope you're happy. I hope this is what you wanted. This audio. <laughs> like I have anything worth saying in high def audio. Get out of here. Okay, okay. Different output. Same little cord. Put, put in a different little plug in the computer. It looks the same. Looks like the same kind of plug. I don't know. You know what only has the one kind of plug? is the phone. I put it up to my mouth. I talk on the phone. I record the podcast. And it's done. And when it's done, it's just I'm just done. Like, that's it. 15 seconds. And I'm just like, post. And it's done. And I think it, it sounds exactly like how cool that amount of effort is. So I don't know. It probably is still clicking. Is it still clicking? I changed the thing. I moved it to the other thing. It's still clicking, I bet. New microphone. I bet it's still clicking. Shoot. I won't make my dog be quiet. Oh, look, there's like a whole third outlet. And also the cord goes in that outlet. This is the most work I put into doing this stupid podcast since I flew to Chicago for Star Wars Celebration, I guess. There's more effort has gone into testing out this microphone than went into going to and returning from Star Wars Celebration Chicago. And it's, is it worth it? Is this what you want? And this is, oh, oh it pieces so much better. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It's still clicking. I don't even got to look. I ain't even going to check. I know it's still clicking. New microphone. You'll, you'll get me on my phone and you'll love it. There are people, there are people in this world, what they wouldn't give to hear my voice on the phone. What they wouldn't give. And you get every week. No, you want a microphone. Preposterous. Ugh. Kick rocks.